American rite, in Spain, the Visigothic rite, in Celtic regions, the Celtic, in Milan, the Ambrosian rite, and in Rome, the Roman. There were also subdivisions with important churches, such as those in Milan, Metz and Toledo, developing their own style, while in Salisbury, the Serum rite was renowned. There was so much music around that it was thought necessary it should be edited and codified. In the 6th century, Pope Gregory the Great decided to reform the Roman school, probably by blending the Roman and Gallican styles, although exactly what he did is not clear. When in 800 Charlemagne tried to restore cultural unity to the former Roman Empire, it was this rite, known after its founder as Gregorian chant, that became the standard form. Plain song is simply a melodic line. No harmonization, no ornamentation, no regular rhythm or beat. Instead, it floats on in waves of sound which contain their own beauty and mystery. In fact, the ideal musical form to convey spiritual ideas. That was the Kyrie Eleison, sung in the Ambrosian Rite from Milan. Plain song was written in one of the eight recognized modes. A mode is simply a scale, corresponding roughly to the white notes on a piano, beginning on any note in the octave. That means that there is no rigid pattern for the scale, as there is for a major or minor scale. The church modes were all given Greek names. The scale beginning on D was called Dorian. On E, Phrygian. On F, Lydian, and so on. For the best part of the next 400 years, plain song or Gregorian chant was the form of music most generally heard in church and was at the heart of monastic worship. There were subtle variations, of course. Phrases might be expanded, some words might be sung against the principal chant, and words other than those used in the Mass might be set to music. But the church authorities disapproved of such moves. They wanted uniformity, not individuality. However, composers were beginning to find ways of expressing themselves by moving towards one of the most significant of musical forms, polyphony. Polyphony means, quite simply, many sounds. Instead of a single melodic line, several independent lines are used simultaneously, so creating a richer texture. Most of the names of the early composers are unknown to us. One of the first we can identify also happens to be a woman, and a quite remarkable woman too. Hildegard of Bingen was born into a noble family in 1098. The tenth child, she was pledged from birth into the religious life, eventually becoming the abbess of a local convent. She then founded her own abbey near Bingen, from where she travelled along the Rhine, preaching and teaching, activities strictly forbidden to women. Nor were her nuns any the less unorthodox. 
Apparently, they shunned modest apparel in favour of wearing jewellery and colourful headgear. As well as being an abbess, Hildegard was a poet and mystic, known as the Sibyl of the Rhine, and consulted by emperors, kings, popes, archbishops and abbots. She was also a writer of visionary and scientific works, and a composer of note. Her community at Bingen consisted of about 50 nuns, who sang the seven offices daily. It was for them that she wrote her music, or songs as she called them, using her own poetry for words. They are flamboyant, soaring pieces, richly sensuous, that sometimes make you wonder just what Hildegard's inner fantasies were really about. 